but I was not thinking that I need $100 right now or $500 from each property right now. I was thinking I want to increase my equity. I was more focused on the equity than just are you a real estate investor looking to sharpen your skills or a newbie looking to become one? You're in the right place. Welcome to Where Should I Invest? Real Estate Investing in Canada with your host, Sarah Larby. Hey, it's Sarah Larby and welcome back to another episode of Where Should I Invest? I really hope that you enjoy the summer. Unfortunately, it always goes by so quick, but you know what? Now is a good time to buy real estates. Usually I actually find most of my deals between, I would say November and February is when I, I bought most of my properties that I own. And unfortunately it's because things happen and I call them the triple D's debt, right? People are in debt and they have to sell. Death unfortunately happens. So there's estate sales and divorce. And why I say that is oftentimes people that plan to sell will do so in the early fall or they'll do so in the spring. And then people that don't and have to sell, for whatever reason, sometimes there's just better deals to be had because they are more motivated to sell and get out. So I know it sounds horrible, but this is a good time because of those things to really drill down on your knowledge, on your podcast, and just get really comfortable and start making some offers and you will get some great opportunities coming in the late fall, usually even between like Christmas and New Year's, it's a great time to make offers as well. So I am excited for this time only for that. I hate this cold weather that's coming. It is probably the number one reason why I do real estate investing so that I can get out of here for four to five months and just come back and enjoy the spring and the summer and then leave again. So <laughs> why I do real estate investing among other things, but a big part of it is so that I do not have to spend my winters here for the rest of my life and that I have the freedom to leave for as long as I want when I want. So that's why real estate is awesome. Today's guest is also awesome. And maybe you guys have heard of my guest and her name is Tahani. Tahani Aburane, she is a best-selling author. She's a serial entrepreneur. She's a real estate mogul, investor, a coach. And she also, if you guys have heard of FIRE, Females in Real Estate, she created a whole movement, community for women in real estate to create financial independence. And Tahani got into real estate. She's got an amazing story that we share. We talk through in the podcast and you guys don't want to miss that. And then the other thing is she also does something that a lot of investors don't. She is into development. And so we talk a little bit about development, what to look for. And it's just, you know, it's, it's definitely a different type of real estate investing, right? A lot of us think, okay, well, when it comes to real estate investing, there's buy and hold and there's flips or there's burrs, but there is a lot of other strategies. Rent to own, there's commercial. I mean, there's tons of stuff. There's private lending. And as an example here, Tahani is doing something completely different that not many people do as well. And it's definitely a higher risk, but a higher reward as well. And 
she shares a lot of that insight and feel free to reach out to her if you have more questions about development and how to get started. She's one of the Canada's top real estate moguls. She also has founded four companies. She's a motivational speaker. She's the author of Real Estate Riches and you know, it's just so many things. I mean, she's just incredible. She's accomplished so much and really started from nothing, literally. And so she's just so inspiring. I really hope you guys enjoy the podcast. Feel free to leave me a rating review. Let me know how I'm doing. If you enjoy the podcast, that's awesome. I love getting that feedback. And if you have anything that you want help with, feel free to send me an email. And my email is sarah at sarahlarby.com or you can reach me through the site, which is sarahlarby.com. And then you can go to the contacts me page and reach out that way. So thanks guys for all your support. Really appreciate it. And also on Instagram, if you guys are on Instagram, please feel free to message me there too. It's at investor Sarah Larby. So without further ado, guys, let's listen to the next show and uh, I'm super excited about it. Hopefully you like it as well. Hey, Tahani, welcome to the podcast. How are you? I'm doing great, Sarah. Thank you for having me here. It's been a long time. I've been trying to do this. <laughs> I, know. I know. I'm super, super excited. I mean, you are an inspiration to all, I would say, I'll say women, because I know you've got, you know, you're helping a lot of women, but to a lot of investors and you've just really taken your situation and built something remarkable around it. And I want to share that with our audience. But, you know, first and foremost, can you introduce yourself a little bit to our audience, what it is you do and how you got started in real estate? Yeah, I actually, the story started where I was a little girl born in a refugee camp. And at age 15, um, my whole life changed. And not because of a decision I made for myself, but because of a decision my dad made for me. Married me off to a man that I've never met or spoken before to. And this man happened to be living in Canada. And that's how I ended up being in Canada. That was a very hard thing for me as a little girl to go through, but it was, it was also a blessing because it taught me a lot and how to really go about finding out things. If I don't know something, how to go about finding answers to it. So yeah, I came to Canada and all I wanted and all I believed in is education and I wanted to go to college. Um, but it was hard for me because as, and I know that you've got similar background that it was expected of me to have some kids. And, um, and I said, I wanted to go to school. I wanted to go to school first. And I ended up going to college and got pregnant last year of college with my baby girl. And she was born actually January 6th, which is the first day after we went back after Christmas, the second semester, and had my second boy. And not until I would say, Sarah, I was in my, actually, I was 29 years old when I got into real estate, but as a realtor. So I got into the business as a realtor. And it was not because I wanted to, it's because a man saw me how I was interacting with people and he's like, you would make a great realtor. You would make a great realtor. He kept nagging at me and then I finally said, okay, I'm going to get my license. And I got my license and the rest is history, I guess. That's amazing. I mean, you have such a, an amazing story and I've heard it before on other podcasts and it's just incredible. Now, do you think that this was always something that you had in you? Because sometimes it's like grit and drive and determination. And personally, 
I believe it's like you're, you're born with it for the most part because you can come from the same family and one person can be so determined and the other one can just, you know, I don't know, freeload <laughs> off the parents. But like, how did you become where you are today? Because, you know, is it part of it innate or is it learned? Yes, I think an answer to your question is in two parts because I was born with, God blessed me with six brothers and two other sisters. So it's a large family. So you're right, we're all different in, in different ways. Entrepreneurship, I can tell you for sure, it is you're born with it because yes, you can learn it, but it comes easier for some than others. I try, I have two kids and I'm constantly telling them how amazing entrepreneurship is and they're still saying, mommy, we can't do what you do because it's a lot of hustle to be an entrepreneur. It's not easy. And they just don't want to do that. They're just happy with their nine to five doing their own thing. So that I would say that you are born with it because even when I was in the refugee camp, Sarah, my parents never taught me how to buy or sell or do any of that stuff. But yet I had this entrepreneurship within me that I would say bake cookies or do sweet stuff and I would give it to my brothers and they would go out on the streets, they sell it and then we bring the profit and we split the profit after I take the cost. No one taught me that. How did I do that? I have no idea. I just did it. But I believe the hustle and the great and all of that, I truly believe it's also circumstances because a lot of people, they tell me, oh, Tahani, you're so outgoing, you're so unbelievable and all of that, like, you know, in terms of talking to people. And yes, that is, but it was never the case. I was always a shy young girl. I was always, I've done what I was told to do. And I, I've always been, you know, somebody like, you know, do this, took almost like directions from others until I had to actually fetch for my kids until the day came where I went through this divorce. And I knew I had to rely on nobody, but on myself to take care of myself, of my kids. And my kids were my big why to really going out there and making it. And I honestly did not even know that I had all of this within me. If you would have saw me, Sarah, Hey guys, just want to take a quick moment and introduce you to a key member of my power team. Dylan Suter is my realtor who's been working very hard to find me amazing deals. And Dylan, I'm a big proponent in working with realtors that are investors. And Dylan is truly an investor. Welcome, Dylan. And thank you so much for being a sponsor. Tell us a little bit about yourself. Well, I want to first thank you for having us as a sponsor. We're really grateful to be working with you and all of the support you've given us over the past couple of years. So thank you so much for that. And our focus as Elevation Realty is to focus our attention primarily on real estate investors that are looking to replace their active income with a passive income and go enjoy what they like most, such as time with the family or up at the cottage, whatever it may be. So what we do is we focus our attention on creating a plan specific for each client, whether that is something they want to have five properties in five years and be able to sit on them for 10 years and then sell them and retire on the, the equity. Or if they're looking to scale their portfolio and retire in the next 12 months, we can look at doing that as well through joint ventures or Airbnb short-term rentals. We can talk through buildings, buy, renovate, refinance, single family purchases, and the list goes on. That's awesome. Now, Dylan, if people wanted to reach out and get help from you, where can they go? They can check us out online at www.elevationrealty.ca, E-L-E-V-A-T-I-O-N, realty.ca, or they can email us at info at elevationrealty.ca, Give us a call or text at 905-592-4220 or check us out at the right club 
or other meetup groups that we're usually at as well. Amazing. Thank you so much, Dylan. It is awesome working with you as always. And now back to the show. Or if you would have told me at that time that Tahani, one day you're going to do so well and one day you're going to own your own property and one day you're going to own 39 plus properties and one day you're going to make millions and one day I would have told you you are a big liar. I don't know who you are. What are you talking about? None of that. I would have believed it because at that point, when I left my divorce, I did not have a dollar in my pocket. I did not even know if I could actually afford to buy a house. And it just happened to be that I went into um, the, the, the bank and the bank manager saw me like, you know, all like messed up and he's like, what's going on? Come to my office. I went to his office. We started talking and he's like, I'm telling him that I could not find a rental property for around a thousand dollars that really smelled good because all of them, they smelled so bad and I was crying and, and he's like, don't worry. I think you can, we can get you a house. And that I did not imagine for myself. But when he believed in me, it's almost like somebody believing in you. Then all of a sudden, and you knowing that there is no going back, that's when I thought, oh my gosh, where did that come from? I have no idea, Sarah. I had no idea. So just to, to move forward is that, that he helped me, the bank manager, helped me get a semi at the time. And you know how we take a mortgage, like, you know, 25 years, right? right? Mortgage. I ended up paying for the whole semi full out in about four years, four and a half years to be exact. How? And How did you do that? Because I fell in love with real estate investing because at the time, that's a good question. How did you do that, right? That's another story. So what happened is that I became so focused and so determined that I will do whatever it takes to take care of my kids. So I was never thinking about the money, like in terms of like, I want to be a millionaire or I want to buy, you know, I don't know how many doors, none of that stuff. All I wanted is just to put a roof on my kids and uh, head and, and, you know, feed them. So I started going because I was a realtor knocking on doors. Like, and I would be also telling people like, do you have a property that I can sell for you? Or do you want to buy a property? So I started asking. So that's number one lesson is if you're listening to this podcast is that ask because you don't know, not until you ask, how are you going to know if people are going to give you something or not give you something, but ask, give it a try. Another thing, go after what you want. So that's another thing that anybody listening, go after what you want. I knew I had to make it for my two kids. So I want to go after the business because the business or the deals, I should say, because we're talking about real estate investment, they're not going to just come to you and say, oh, here I am. Look at me. I'm really good. I'm really good deal. Please, you know, buy me. This is not going to happen. So you go after what you want. So I started asking and asking and more people connected with the story. So I became different than all the other realtors. I didn't say, oh, I just need, do you have a property to buy and sell? I said, do you have a property to buy and sell? Because I must take care of my kids and I'll do whatever it takes to get you the best, you know, or top dollar. So people connected with the human or the kids, you know, peace and, and all of that. And the referrals start coming. And that's amazing. And so Did you have a mentor that was also guiding you and helping you along the way? Nobody. This is all intuition. It's nothing. It, 
Like when people, they say, you know, get a mentor or do this or do that. I just went out intuitively knowing that I have to do this. And coincidentally, actually, at that time, I saw a realtor or I found a realtor that works with real estate investors. And I, I asked her if she would help me learn how to work with real estate investors too. And she said, why would I do that? Why would I help you? She looked me in the eyes and she said, I'm not going to do that. Why would I do that? Worried that I was going to take her business, but there is plenty for all of us. You're doing real estate investing. I'm doing real estate investing. There is a hundred thousand realtors in Canada and they're all, you know, selling and buying real estate. So she comes from a place of, you know, scarcity, not plenty. And I promised myself that I would go learn everything I need to learn about real estate investing. And once I know it, I'm going to share it with everybody. And that's how I started actually teaching realtors before I start coaching investors. I coached realtors before. Yeah. So yeah. And then I start buying more and more. And then I ended up paying off my property and I had few more actually at the same time within just five years, transformed my whole life, not just business life. That's amazing. And it's, it is important to give back. And it's unfortunate that that was your situation where somebody was, you know, looking at scarcity and, oh, you don't want, I, want, I don't want to share the information because I don't want you to take my deals. I find, you know, I would say a lot of investors that are successful are actually willing to share. It's just unfortunate you happened to come by an, a realtor that wasn't. You know what? It's okay because she actually, I look at her and I say she's a blessing because she said no again i was more determined to go out there and find things myself so i don't see anything as a bad thing it just you know it happened and i was you know, okay and i found out and that's when i started looking for um like communities like the one that you have right now to just go and then sit in it and learn and listen and i remember the first time i went to rain which is a recent investment network Honest to goodness, at that point, I did not want to talk to anybody. I did not want anybody to know I was a realtor. So I'm like, oh my gosh, it was so intimidating. Like all these people know a lot more than I did. But it's, again, it's slowly and surely. And no matter where you are right now, if you're listening to this podcast, one day you will get there. Just don't give up and just keep at it. Absolutely. And you've mentioned community. So I just want to take a moment since we're, we're talking through this. You have built an amazing community and you're, you're like, when I think of somebody that helps other women, I mean, you help everyone too, but that empowers other women, like you come to the forefront of my mind. And I just want to talk briefly about what you're creating and that whole movement and the fire. And what is that all about? Oh, thank you. This is just so dear to my heart because I feel that this is absolutely my calling. It's God's will or God's way of giving me all that, you know, I've got so that one day I'm able to give back on a massive way, in a massive way. And I actually was helping most of my clients, Sarah, were men. So I would say 89% and I've done a survey of my clients year after year and it always fluctuates between like about 84 to 95% where it's mostly men and less women. And I'm like, where are all the women? And at the time, even like at real estate investment, there were not many women. And I kept thinking, where are all the women? But what happened is what changed everything is that I had two brothers that had heart, massive heart attacks and within just months. And, and then it was so, it was almost like 
not real that somebody could lose their life in an instant, in an instant. We're here today and we could be gone the next hour. And that made me go a lot more within, I would say more of like a spiritual journey. And that's when I realized what is my calling? If I leave today, it's not that I need another house. It's not that I need another apartment building. It's not that I need another car. What is it that I'm called to do? Yes, I, I've been helping people all along, but I wanted to do it on a bigger uh, in a bigger way. And that's when I've decided, oh my gosh, it's the women. It's my sisters. I got to go back to them and then see if that would work. And that's what I've decided. I'm just going to say, I'm going to be, you know, having an event and females in real estate came, came to my mind. It just like, just like that. I don't know how it came to, to my mind and, and I'm going to call it fire and I'm going to see how many women will show up. And I thought maybe 20, maybe 25 well, we ended up selling the whole event. Not only that, Sarah, but more women start coming, showing up on the door. But we had to go after, like, you know, capacity because the hotel, they can't allow you more than what you're, you know, allowed to have. And, and we had to turn women away. But this community is for women, by women. It is to really empower women to do and to see the possibilities of what real estate can do for them and their families just like it has for me so i just want to kind of share what has worked for me and let other women if they want to do it at least they can learn how to do it absolutely i think it's important that as a woman you you take ownership of your finances and your investing and it's funny and i go back to like matt and i have been together for 13 years and you know when we first started dating i was actually in school and he was starting to work and he was overseeing the finances and to be honest like after five years like we weren't any any further advanced i'm like you know let, let me like try to learn some things and and take over them and here we are today right and so sometimes the woman just has to take over <laughs> Yes, exactly. but, um, you know, I, I, the, your conference is just amazing. I think it's so great that you're putting it together and it's real people. Like you have people that are talking and doing it and sharing knowledge and helping others and creating that community. I mean, it's amazing. You know, I've took on few women clients and I cannot wait to just share with everybody in our next conference of how amazing and what these ladies have been able to achieve just by working with me just only for a few months. It's just absolutely incredible. And I'm not going to start talking about the stories right now because it will never end. But I do want to go back to one very important point that you shared, Sarah, and that is we women think that it is a man's job to take care of the finances in the house. I mean, traditionally where I was born or I come from, it's exactly that. It's usually the men take care of the woman. But what I realized again within my own story is that once I started doing things that I've surpassed all of my brothers, all of the men that I know, and most people, I'm like, oh my gosh, yes, we too can do it. We, all we need is just to focus and all we need is to ask and learn and, and have a curiosity type of a ch you know, child type of curiosity to go out information and anybody can do it. And no matter whether you're young like you, Sarah, or like me or older, or you've got kids or you don't have kids and it just doesn't matter. And that's what I love about real estate is that it never differentiates whether you're black, white, old, young, you've got an accent like me or not, you know, it just doesn't. Exactly. Exactly. That's amazing. And just because we haven't talked about it yet, 
what does your portfolio consist of? What kind of strategies are you doing? Because, you know, that's also an incredible story. And I, I love that you're doing the fire and the women and the coaching and you're, you know, an icon, I think, in the, in the real estate world. People look up to you and you've done so much. Like, let's just talk about that a little bit so that people can understand. So I started it with buy and hold practically buy and hold which is a lot of people they go why do i want buy and hold you know buy and hold and it's funny because at the time i did a lot of um at the beginning and how i acquired a lot of money when you asked me how did you pay off your uh, mortgage is i start buying more and more in newer properties even though we were told that um older properties are better for cash flow but i was not thinking that i need a hundred dollars right now or five hundred dollars from each property right now i was thinking i want to increase my equity i was more focused on the equity than just only the little cash flow that i get every month and i started buying in your houses and i started working for builders and again i just thought of the idea and and i asked the builders that Anyways, I can't probably disclose this all over here, but what I've done is that I've acquired a lot of in newer homes and newer homes at the time, Sarah, appreciated much faster than older homes. And it was so, you could say lucky, you could say perfect timing, you could say blessings, you could say whatever you want to say at that Taking time. Taking action at the end of the day though. It's about taking action. I took action and I would buy a property and I would only put like say $10,000 down because it's a newer property. By the time I sell it, it would be worth minimum 70, 80 and sometimes 90 over. Anyways, I got to a point where I had a lot of properties and I bought also a set of townhouses. So not just only singles, but also townhouses. And the townhouses were also resale. They're not newer townhouses, but the singles were all newer. To the point where I had a lot, at, at a point I had about 39, and then I start actually selling some of these properties because I've always wanted to develop and build houses. And that was always like, there's always a picture in my, uh, in my closet of a development, raw land, and then another picture with houses on that piece of land. So I start selling some of my portfolio, and then I bought my first piece of land and I built my first development deal was six townhouses. Oh, that's awesome. That's amazing. So what was some of the key learnings from that? Is that that's where you definitely need a coach. <laughs> oh my gosh. Do you ever need a coach? I actually got a coach at the time and that was the best money spent. And it was over six figures that I paid this coach. It was the best money spent because if I did not have this it was actually two men. If I did not have these two men helping me and coach me, and I was so happy giving them the six figures, is I would have been, or I would end up making more mistakes on my own. And to make mistakes in land development, there are big, big mistakes. Right. He probably, there is a guy that we both know. And again, when he came to me and he got coached about doing his first development, not only like we're not even talking about sometimes people get caught up in just the making money part but sometimes knowing the not to do is more powerful than even what's to do and that will save people so much money just by knowing what not to do or what to ask what to ask or who to go to when you need to do that so development has been a passion of mine right now Speaking of development, I was going to build a high-rise building here in Cambridge that I bought another piece of land, and I was going to build a high-rise, and that's, again, another one of my dreams. 
ended up selling that because the, the builder behind me gave me such a good deal and and you know everything for sale with the right price right <laughs> yeah absolutely but now i'm determined that instead of building in this region that we're gonna build together as a woman as a community something for the fire community in toronto for women by women because i want to inspire young women like yourself to really believe that you too can build high-rise buildings that you too can build commercial if you choose that you too can build whatever you want it's not just only for men but women can do it too that's interesting so how are you planning on putting that together are you going to make it like a syndicate or are you going to do some type of joint venture what's the plan it depends on how big the deal is going to be. I want it to be partnership at the beginning. So I want to get a group of women that have enough money that we all do it together. And I want to also teach them. So it will be like, you know, they're going to be investors, but they're going to also be like students to learn how they too can do this on their own if they choose after they see me do it. Amazing. And just for the listeners, because I'm sure some people are like, ask her a couple questions. What are some of the key things that like people make mistakes on when it comes to land development that we can share through this podcast? They always misestimating time is that they think that is going to take them, for example, six months, it will end up taking them maybe three or four times longer than that. So timing is very, 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 very important. And it's also the money part is that some people might think it's going to cost a million. It's going to end up costing you maybe, you know, a million and a half or more. So my biggest advice is that you always plan for the worst case scenario for time and money, time and money. Where should I invest with your host, Sarah Larvey? We'll be right back. Hey guys, I just wanted to take a quick moment and pause the podcast interview here because I wanted to introduce you to Dahlia Barsoom of Streetwise Mortgages. I am a big believer, as you guys probably have heard, work with a mortgage broker. They are going to help you scale. And when I was first growing in real estate investing and looking to buying my second property and my third property, I was going directly to the bank then. I hadn't met Dahlia yet. And I actually was hitting a roadblock when it came to financing because the bank started asking me for 25% as the down payment. And then for my third property, they wanted 35%. And it was really, really hard for me to A, understand why it was creeping up like that. And B, I didn't have 35% to put down. I had 20%. And luckily, I actually met Dahlia at that point in time. And Dahlia is actually an investor herself, and she works with many, many investors. And she knows all the pitfalls and the barriers that normally come up with dealing directly with a bank and all the different lenders. And Dahlia was actually able to not just find me proper alternatives, but I've got nine properties now, and I'm still able to get financing with A lenders, and it allows me to be able to scale up without hitting the financing wall. And so she's been a tremendous help. So the other thing I really, really enjoy is Dahlia also does a free goals analysis. So if you go to either my website or her website, streetwisemortgages.com, mention the podcast and ask for the free goals analysis, it was a game changer for me. And it allowed me to actually understand what I needed to do, how many properties I was going to get because of the cash flow that I was looking for. If you guys wanted to reach out to Dahlia, 
You can reach out to her by email, which is info at streetwisemortgages.com, or you can actually reach out to her on the website at streetwisemortgages.com, and then just go to the contact section. And you can also call her at 1-800-208-6255. Thanks for listening and back to the show. Back to the show. Where should I invest? Real estate investing in Canada with your host, Sarah Larvey. Okay, that's good. And I think I would say probably the last maybe advice on that is that have a friggin' amazing, amazing experts around you. And specifically, I would say lawyers when it comes to this. Hmm. Okay. That's really interesting. And you also mentioned a builder came and like offered you a really good deal. Like, does that happen often? Is that just a one-off? Oh no, it happens often because it depends on where you're at. So if you're buying a piece of land that's an infill, you're not going to have a builder coming to you. But my piece of land, it was actually perfect because I was in between two builders. I was just in between two builders and they were both fighting to take, you know, my little piece. It was about two acres, two and a half acres. So it was just perfect, you know? And when I saw that piece of land, I acted immediately. I went and I paid for it immediately. And I paid for it like, you know, cash. Because it's hard to finance land, as you already know. So you have to have a lot of money to finance land. So you need to pull the trigger once you see something really good. And mind you, I also know this area very, very well. So when I see something really good, I immediately, I immediately know it is a good deal. And then I went for it and I bought it. So those two builders were like, oh my gosh, she got it before we did. <laughs> and they waited and they waited. And they, you know what? And then finally they're like, okay, we want it. You name the price and then we'll give it to you. So how did you find that piece of land? Was it on MLS? Did somebody approach you because they knew you were looking? No, I mean, I'm not a realtor and I'm always on MLS. As you already know, every single day I'm on MLS. But I was just actually driving. I was driving and it was in an area that is just a little outside town. It's almost like on the outskirts of Cambridge. So it wasn't totally like, you know, in Cambridge. And I'm like, oh my gosh, this would be good, you know, piece of land to develop. And that's when I went and I bought it. It's real estate investing. For me, it's addictive. I'll tell you that much. You know, the other day, my daughter was showing me a picture in Toronto. She just took a picture and she's showing me the picture. It's like, mom, you look at, look at how nice it is. And I'm looking, I'm like, oh, wow, that piece of land in the middle is perfect for <laughs> development. And my daughter just like, mommy, mommy, I'm telling you to look at the picture, not at the land. That's so it's just something within you. Yeah. That's hilarious. Okay. So, so let's just say, cause I, you know, I don't do any of that development piece yet, hopefully one day, but let's yes, just say I, I, you know, I have money and I want to go buy a piece of land. Like where do you even start looking and what's a, you know, where would you start? Like where, what's good? What's not good? What do you want to look, look after? What do you want to avoid? So yeah, real estate development, Sarah, it's really all about doing your due diligence. So just put an offer first, just put an offer conditional and then you're good. And then you go out and you do your due diligence because very, very also important with the piece of land when you buy land for development. And I know not many people probably on this podcast are, are at that level, but we can, I can share this with you is that you need to know like how many properties you can build on that piece of land and is that really, does it make sense or not? What are the soft development costs? What are the hard development costs? So there's a lot of different costs because if you need to bring in the city sewer and the city water into the land, 
that is more costly. But if it's an infill, then it's less costly. So maybe for somebody like you, and, and I don't know what your portfolio is like, but maybe start with an infill. Infills are very, very easy. That's an easy one because infills, you just, there is already, you've got the city sewer, you've already got the development and everything is already done. All you have to do is just maybe bring it to the house. So that's the easiest way to go about it if you want to start that way. Okay. Now, let's just say if I... Which was my first deal, which was my first deal, which is the six townhouses, that was actually an infill. Okay. Now, how do you figure out how many, what you can build on it? Like, is that going back? <laughs> We're getting a little more tactical here, Sarah. <laughs> this, this is another, like, me and you can do another session about all of that. But, like, I want to go back, actually, and think of the majority of investors and the majority of maybe even the women investors that are listening to our podcast, if you don't mind, if I can take, take us back there. But I would be more than happy to help you with this. Whenever you're ready, just holler, like my kids say, holler. And then I will be more than happy to help you. But with these women... Like, you know, I mean, there is a lot of strategies. There is the burn method and then there is the flip and then there is the buy and hold. But even if you do nothing and just buy, buy and hold and nothing else, it's still okay because time will help you. Time is on your side. As long as, as long as it pays and covers all the costs and then has some cash flow. Okay. All right. Good. Well, thanks for sharing. I mean, sometimes my, my listeners like to get a little bit deep into a lot of the particulars, but if they have any questions, I'll just, you know, guys, feel free to call Tahani and reach out to her and, and have a conversation with the specific questions. So Tahani, the, the next part of the podcast is our lightning round. So I'm going to ask you a series of five questions and everybody has the same. Ooh, I, I didn't know about that. <laughs> All right. Tahani, you ready? Right. All right. So question number one, what is your favorite real estate investing book ever? Ooh, the favorite, rich dad, poor dad, because that one got me um, going at the beginning. All right. Perfect. Number two, your favorite podcast. Favorite podcast is Tim Ferriss. Okay. All right. Great one. Number three, Tahani, what is your favorite pastime? So what do you do for fun aside from real estate? Gosh, I love dancing, Sarah. What kind of dancing? I do a lot of belly dancing, but I love any kind of dancing. Yes. Oh, very nice. Okay. Number four, if you lost all of your money and your assets tomorrow, how would you start again? I would get into real estate again, no matter what. All right. Same strategy, same way to get in? No, because right now, like something that will never go away is the knowledge in my head. So I can do this all like all day, all, yes, I, I know exactly how to go about it. So Good. yes. Good. All right. Last it's question. Long. If somebody has $50,000 and they want to get started, how would you recommend that they spend it? Um, buying a buy and hold. Okay. All right. Great. Buying a buy and hold. I mean, because I, it depends on their knowledge. If they're not, if they're a little bit more sophisticated, I would definitely say, you know, a burn method. But if they don't know much, I would say just buy and hold. Just buy a property. Don't do anything, but just buy a property. There you go. Do something. <laughs> All right. Awesome. So that was our lightning round. So Tahani, if our listeners wanted to reach out, know more about you, where can they go? First of all, they can, if they want to know more about the FIRE conference in October of 2019, end of October, possibly maybe first week of November, I still have to confirm the date. They can go to 
females in real estate Facebook community, females in real estate Facebook community. So over there, I will be, I share a lot of free videos. I talk, I answer questions if they have any question. And, and they can also listen to my podcast, Sarah. As you already know, we both launched at the same time, the right? Same day, it was crazy. Actually, the, well, the second podcast that I did, the Right Club one. <laughs> Yes, exactly. So it's females in real estate. Again, podcast, there is a lot of amazing information, a lot of amazing women, which I'm going to be having you on for the second season. Amazing. And if you had one last word of advice for the listeners, what would that be? Is that remember if Tahani can do it, anybody can do it. <laughs> That's all I can say. Just go ahead and do it. Amazing. Thank you so much Tahani for being on the show. It was a pleasure speaking to you and I'm sure our paths will cross very soon as we all go to the same investing event. So thank you so much and appreciate all the insights. Thank you for having me on as your guest. Thank you, Sarah. Hey guys, before you go, I wanted to ask you a question. What's stopping you from starting or growing your own real estate investment portfolio? I know for me, before I started, I had plenty of reasons, and at the time, they all seemed very valid, but as I started my journey, these reasons slowly fell away, and eventually, only one reason remained. What was actually stopping me was having a proven, actionable, repeatable system. I didn't have that, and the way that was going to change was by investing in myself, learning, listening, and looking for ways that worked, and also, most importantly, discovering what didn't and not making those mistakes again. Fast forward to today, I now have a proven, repeatable series of action steps that has enabled me to build my seven-figure portfolio consisting of multiple homes, and I'm able to manage that in two to three hours a month. Is that something that you would want? Well, I've actually taken all the knowledge I've accumulated and put that into a comprehensive step-by-step online program. It's called Rise, and it's a program that will help you from where you are now to where you want to be faster and with less of the headaches that I had. So it consists of all the templates and the resources that I use, plus over 40 instructional videos that you get lifetime access to for just a small one-time investment. And you know, my recommendation is to make the time now to invest in yourself and grow your portfolio to seven figures so that you can bring your retirement dreams closer. If you want some more information about Rise, just go to sarahlarby.com forward slash R-I-S-E to access more details and book your spot. Thanks so much for listening to Where Should I Invest with your host, Sarah Larby. Make sure to listen in next time. We'll catch you on the next episode of Where Should I Invest.